Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to a brand new episode of Kaiju Conversation. We've totally not been recording for like an hour now after Rex went and ate dinner and have been just randomly talking about stuff that might end up on the YouTube channel or might not. We'll see. So, after that... Hi, I'm Elijah, and joining me is my lovely editor, Rex. Hello. How are we all doing? Uh, I'm wonderful, you know. I, uh, I've i been here. It's uh, 3 in the morning. I've been That's waiting. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm staring at a really weird photo right now. I, I'm going to click off of it because I honestly don't know why I was staring at it. Oh, no. So, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and get right into this introduction, and then we're going to try and not repeat what we did during our 54 episode, which was talk at 5 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So we may be cutting it a little close. Maybe. I mean, we're, we're uh, an hour and a half away from, from that time. Yeah, I'd like to have a shower tonight, so... <laughs> oh, trust me, I haven't been able to today, so it's okay. So, Rex, how, how have you been, besides not taking a shower? I've been doing pretty good, uh, for the most part. I mean, the wonders of life in COVID have made things rather boring the past week or so, but otherwise, things have been all right. That's good to hear. I've been watching some Ultraman as of late. Uh, finally got back to continuing uh, Return of Ultraman. Uh, it's a great show, isn't it? I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually starting to get uh, a bit more into it. Good. And I also I was also there for the premiere of Ultraman Trigger. So, without any spoilers, because I haven't seen it in... You know, these these listeners, all seven of them, haven't watched it, possibly. Maybe. Maybe. So, was it good? Was it bad? Better than Z? Worse than Z? How does it rank so far in the Rewa era of Ultraman? Uh, well, Ultraman Trigger's first episode was, um, it was good. I, I will def I will say I enjoyed it. I and I'm glad I was uh, yeah, I just glad to see more Ultraman stuff. Yeah. But I, I don't think it was as strong as a start as Ultraman Z had in its first episode. But there are some nice things such as that I've noticed, such as it looks like there's a higher budget and it looks like we're getting more set variety too. Good. Is it is it like green screen? Because like I've seen a few clips from because episode one of Z had a uh, Gomez, right? Yeah, and Gomez was like green screened into cities, if I remember right. Yeah, right? but that was because he was tiny. Oh, okay. Because it was the original. It was supposed to be the original Gomez. Okay, but like this time around, it's not that. Uh, there's like there's a couple shots where like. They use CGI buildings, but it's a the main shot where they do that. It's it's very much like a shot from Ultraman Z, where they filmed outdoors 
from a very low angle but up close and personal into the, in the fight so so it makes sense why uh they had to they had to have the buildings in cgi it looks really cool i i don't think it's quite as strong as the same shot in ultraman set but it still looks good uh, and they actually blow up a kaiju prop, which is something that has not been seen in a while. I, I was going to bring that up. I saw a screenshot, and I wasn't sure if it was like spoiler territory. Mm. But I heard that, and I was like, oh my god, confetti kaiju? <laughs> Heck which yeah. Because that, that shows that, they're, that they... Uh... Clearly, uh, at least somewhat cared about uh, the original Tiga. And yeah, they have a budget to do that now. I'm wondering if the... Because uh, the Japanese industry of filming filmmaking has been screwed over for years since 1980. Mm. And I'm curious if we're going to start seeing a resurgence in like budgets. Maybe. I kind of... I kind of suspect that the, that the budget increase might be because of the the big success of Ultraman set. Which is good. Because mm. it was really successful both internationally and in Japan. And I can only imagine how well the, the toy sales were. Hmm. I mean, at, at the end of the day, that's what Bandai put. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is that uh, they have a, they do have Bandai toy commercials in the simulcasting on the Ultraman YouTube channel, and the Bandai commercial they use, they mostly footage they used for it is literally just recycled from the toy commercial for Ultraman set. <laughs> like they literally, like the main shot at the end of all the toys together, they didn't even refilm that to add the trigger toys in. They just used the shot of the Ultraman set toys. Huh. <laughs> Which I found that's, pretty funny. That's Bandai cutting corners. Yeah, lazy, but funny. That's Bandai. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, have you seen their 2019 Bandai Rodan? <laughs> All right. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, is that it? Have you been ultramanning out lately? Uh, more or less, yeah. Nice. I need to get started on Leo. I'm going to start that next week, actually. Mm. So, I uh, I watched a movie recently called Legend of the Eight Samurai um, with uh, Hiroki Sonata. Did I yeah, I was right? about to ask if he was in that film. Did, did I say that right? No, Hiroki Hi Hiro Hiroyuki Sonata. Hiroyuki Sonata. Okay. Yeah. He was like, I thought he was going to be like a minor character. But like, he was one of the main people in it. And I loved it. He's Good. so young. He's he's like 20 years old. And mm. it's funny because he's, he's got the baby face. And he's got uh, the what face? The baby face. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have the, the facial, uh, the mustache or the goatee. Or yet. the beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, he, you know, it, it's really cool to see him in it. And uh, I love that. Honestly, I was surprised by how good it was. Um, mm. It was colorful. It was, it was, I, the, on it, it was like 
comparing it to Star Wars. And honestly, it is Japanese, like classic Japanese Star Wars. That's that's mm. honestly how I felt about it. Um, mm. The sets were great. Um, the, the, it was colorful. It was fun. It had a great soundtrack. Um, there's a song on it uh, that's titled after the movie, um, the, the Japanese title. Um, yeah. It translates to, or the, the American title is I Don't Want This Night to End, but it's called in Japan um, Satomi Hankin, uh, I think is how you say it, um, which is mm. Legend of the Eight Samurai. And I've I been see. listening to that uh, every night. I don't know hmm. if it's because I'm in a mood or not, but like it's really good. It, it's a it's an '80s love song. I don't hmm. want this night to end. <laughs> it, it's I I really liked it. It's got a great soundtrack. It's very grand, and you know, it was a Katakawa film too, which was cool. Oh, um, nice. Here's hoping to an Arrow release because I would buy that in an instant. If it's got Sonata in it, I want to watch it. <laughs> it's it's good, and uh, apparently this was the second film the director was trying to reboot, like the samurai thing, based off mm. of some old books. Um, the first one was like Samurai Reincarnation or Samurai Resurrection. I forget which one. I think it was Reincarnation. Um, from mm. 1981, also Katakawa. Um, so that's really exciting. Mm. Um, and I, I do plan on watching that. It was released by Media Blasters, but I'm waiting to see if it'll get a Blu-ray. So, mm. besides that, um, I'm, I don't have my Blu-ray shelf near me at all. It's a very 30, 40 minutes away, so I, <laughs> I I can't look at it. Um but I watched that. I finished the Bloodthirsty trilogy. Oh nice. Um I, I watched Evil of Dracula and Lake of Dracula. Lake of Dracula is my favorite, I think. Um mm -hmm. because of the sets. But I think both were better than Vampire Doll by a long shot. Which was nice. And then uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I did a little research on Quidon, which is kind of cool. Um, listened to a video essay and whatnot, but mm. it was it was fun. I also watched a little movie from uh, 1955. It uh, actually came really? out in yeah, it came out in. Uh, April on April twenty fourth of nineteen fifty five. Hmm. Uh, it was uh, it was a Toho film. It was uh, directed by uh, Motoroshi Oda, and uh, the movie. I'm pretty sure you mispronounced his name, but oh well. <laughs> okay, how would you pronounce it? Motoyoshi Oda. That's what I said, Motoyoshi Oda. That's what you said, Motoroshi. I didn't say Roshi. Oh, well. <laughs> it's better than Motoyoshi QDQ. Oh, yeah, that's that's true, Mr. Paul Streitman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the and the special effects were directed by A.G. Superaya, but apparently it's 
Elite Super Aya. Yeah, that's great. Great, mm. great job, Mr. Schreitman. Did a great mm. job with your with your film, misspelling everything in the film. Even the title is wrong. <laughs> you forgot to go to grammar, the uh, English class in high school or middle school or elementary mm. school. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, we're we are talking about the 1955 movie Godzilla Raids Again. Yes. And uh, this is our third Godzilla film in the in the reboot. Um, we're trying to go at this in order of release, but relatively, yeah, I, we we had to fast track King Kong versus because of a know, little a little known movie came out. It's it's an indie film. It's, yeah, it's I, not I, that you've important. probably never heard of it. It's pretty bad. You don't need to worry yeah. about it. Um, it's it's one so, of those movies that you that you'd see and think, oh, Netflix exclusive. Yeah, yeah. So um, now we're we're going back and we're we're fixing our little mistake and we're addressing the second film in the Godzilla franchise, Godzilla Rates Again, or uh, yes, uh, as it was known in Japan, Godzilla's counterattack, which is uh, Godzilla no Kyushu, uh, Yakushu. Yakushu. Yes. Close enough. Yakushu. Close enough. Something like that. Close enough. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's how Google said it when I put it in the the thing Mm. with the stuff. But yeah, so obviously everybody who's seen the film knows it was a little rushed. Um, after Godzilla came out, uh, executive producer on all the Godzilla films at the time, and uh, ahead of Toho, Iwao Mori approached Subarai at like their their after party, like Tanaka. Yeah, we did it. Oh, I my bad. My notes say Subarai, but I meant to put Tanaka. Um, <laughs> hey, at least I didn't confuse uh, Superaya with Honda like everybody else. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> um, he approached Tanaka and was like, "You need to do make another Godzilla movie right now." And uh, just like King Kong and Son of Kong, they uh, they did that. Yeah, and, and it uh, was released uh, about. Roughly six. less than six months later. Six months later, with production starting almost instantaneously, like the pre-production, the script writing was done mm. late November, December, and they started filming in January and of or February of uh, of '55, and then uh, it released in, March, in April. In March, they edited it and, uh, and promoted it. In April, they uh, released it. Hmm. So, pretty quick turnaround, all things considered. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's not as fast as Megalon, but still. Megalon had three months. Uh, this probably had like six, seven weeks, probably, mm. to uh, film, I, I would guess. Something like that. Yeah. Um, 
first things first, obviously Honda didn't direct the film. Yeah. He was working on his own movies at the time. Yeah, and so was Ifakube, which is why yeah. Ifakube was, was gone. Ifakube was sort of... He scored a lot of films in 55. Yeah. In general, and... he's just scored dozens upon dozens of films. Probably because they're like, oh my god, he did a great score for Gojira. We should uh, bring him on to our product. He's an amazing composer. <laughs> that legendary uh, Kurosawa never worked with again after one film. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of Kurosawa, this film's composer, Masaru Sato, was. Had worked on a few Kurosawa movies. Uh, and my favorite. Before and after. Seven uh, Samurai? No, 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 no. Yojimbo. Oh, Yojimbo? Yeah. I love Yojimbo, and Sato's score for that film was amazing. Mm. I, I'm still yet to see it. You need to. It's a great film. I, I know. I, I absolutely adored Seven Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. We need to do a bonus episode about Yojimbo and the Seven Samurai. Um, I'm down. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say, because I, I could rave about Seven Samurai in all its glory, but mm. I'm not, not going to, because we're here to talk about Godzilla raids again, unfortunately. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> um, but an interesting thing about Tsuburaya, obviously he came back to do the special effects. Yeah. Uh, Oda directed, and Sato scored it, all mm. of them were hot off the press of a little-known uh, little film, The Invincible Manor, Invincible, uh, Invincible Avenger, uh, mm. depends on your translation. But essentially, the, the thought process was we give Oda our B-films, our B-movies, um, that are mm. quick and cheap to make, and just have him do them. And put it out there so we can make money and move on. Yeah, and yeah, I, I mean, think Oda himself was, to, from what I've been able to gather, Oda himself was sort of just a respect a, a director who was sort of like that by the numbers director, I guess, if you will. Yeah, he, he was the one they had on speed dial if they needed somebody. Yeah, to yeah. And I, I, as much as I like Sato and, and Super Raya, I don't think this this creative team was the right people to do a Godzilla film. I, I, uh, I, you see, I don't think any. I, I don't think th this film is just nothing spectacular. No, it's uh, sort of how I look at it. There's one scene that I actually thought was well done. Mm. That's it. Um, the the when Oda tried to replicate the Japanese allied or the allied firebombings of Tokyo in the Osaka scene, you really I I could feel like the it I I really liked how they were able to they really built up this this sense of dread. You know, you had the the guy who ran the fishing uh, company watching and like, we just got to wait a few more 
for a few more minutes. Like we're about to we're about to get Godzilla away from the harbor, and then you know all hell breaks loose and what kind of yeah. Um, I like there's definitely it, it definitely feels like the continuation of Godzilla or like a like an actual sequel to it, but I think. I don't think it's as striking. Yeah, as fifty four. Oh, definitely. The everything about it is like just it's shallow. It's it's the same story because I mean, two of the writers on it were the same people who wrote fifty four. You had a uh, Shigeru, yeah, Kaya, uh, yeah, Shigeru Kayama uh, and Takeo Murata. Who Kayama did the the story, and then yeah. Take- and uh, the writer for Invisible Man, I think I could be wrong. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, he did Invisible Man. Yeah, uh, and then he worked on it and kind of fixed it up. Um, and it's obvious, like the the love story, the the human characters take the front very much so throughout the film. But yeah. They don't get development. They they don't get any interesting scenes. Heck, even even the like the 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 scene where you know everybody's gathered around the table talking about it. It doesn't have the same impact. But with scenes like that, I don't think those scenes are bad. I I I think they're decent scenes. I hated but... the scene in this one. It, it was not good. But I don't... I, I think the context around them, the audience is just not connected enough with the characters to really care all that much. It's that... And, and the issue with this boardroom scene was you've got one of the greatest actors in the world. You've got Shim- uh, 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 Shimura. you've got Shimura and he's sitting there and he looks like he wants to be anywhere but there he's he's just pl- most of his performance is playing with a pencil <laughs> and, and it's it's horrible like he, he did a better job in Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster and it's hard to tell that's him mm. um, I, I always forget he's in that movie right and you know they they absolutely butcher his character the mm. most of the boardroom sequence is a silent silent reel of the best of 54 moments yeah and it's so boring and one of my hugest flaws with this film is the score the score is not present throughout the film and you're just sitting in a ton of moments of silence mm. and like I was referring to earlier Quidon. It's a three-hour movie, and the score is barely in some of the uh, the short uh, films throughout the movie. Um, the one where uh, it's it's the black hair, uh, where the the samurai comes home after abandoning his wife, and he finds out she's dead um, after sleeping with her. Um, like throughout that scene, it's very quiet. But there's a weird sound that just keeps happening over and over, which gives you mm. a sense of dread. But this is like, I've seen this footage before. 
it, it feels it, it, it's here, padding is how I feel. Like my my issue with this it movie absolutely is, is. Absolutely. It's, it's the same issue I have with some other films like Gamera vs. Jiger. This should this does not need to be an hour twenty, hour and thirty-ish movie. It feels like it should be about fifty minutes to an hour at most. Right. They could have easily changed it with like a a, a a photo of him or something, and just be like, or even just a a shorter reel. <laughs> and I hated that the boardroom sequence in this film, and it's obvious it was low budget. Mm. Like yeah. like the, the dinosaur book, it, everything about it, it was just like. It's obviously shot it on a whim. It's obviously told Shimura, hey, come on set for 30 minutes. We're going to have you sit, stare down, and say some stuff and go away. I mean, to be honest, I kind of, I, I, I kind of feel like the piece of paper he looks at uh, multiple times is probably the script. Uh, I was actually thinking the same thing. <laughs> Because he looks, because he pauses and looks down there multiple times and then continues speaking. Mm -hmm. All I could think is, is that the goddamn script? <laughs> it could have been. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it was. Like, Shimura clearly phoned it in. Mm. He did not care. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I hated that scene. The the love triangle is worthless. Like or it's not no, even it a love triangle. It's not it, even a love triangle. It's boy likes girl, boy dies, everybody alone. The girl was never even seen in person. That is true. <laughs> Just a photo. It <laughs> it, it it tries to be tragic. Like it, it wants to be a sad melodrama, kind of like Fifty Four, but it's not. It's just it's less impactful. Of course, because uh, there, the interesting was you had a, like Sarah Zawa, uh, who, like Sarah Zawa was, uh like tragic because they they gave him the backstory of like world war ii or in whatnot um mm. and then like you had you know ogata and and emiko and you know you, you had this interesting story with you know colliding opinions and in different backgrounds and yeah it it all it was like a puzzle it all fit together nice and neatly but this film, mm. it's like you got the same puzzle piece over and over again, and they don't fit with each other. They just sit on top of each other. Mm. There, there's nothing interesting about them. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think the idea of the story is at all bad. I think mostly, like... If you just look at the plot and like, don't look at the movie itself, don't look at the details, just look at the basic outline of it, it's not a bad story. 
but the film doesn't execute it well. No. The, the story, because I, it, it's the same story as, as 54. When, when you take it to its basic components, it's the same story, but it's done obviously on a lower budget, obviously uh, rushed, obviously at a less interesting uh, and it sucks. <laughs> the the human characters I don't think had any time to shine in this film. Even when mm. like our main side character there there's no main character. Like it's obvious who Hiroshi they want. Hiroshi Koizumi's kind of the main character, but and, and but he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he exactly. Do anything. Like he, he he avenges his friend I Kobayashi, I guess, but you, you don't even really see him much during the final sequence. So right, and and it's interesting because you're like Kobayashi, and you're Hiroshi Koizumi. You don't mm. even know his his name. Mm. The, the the character in the movie. Well, it was like it was like Suki or something like that. Yeah, right. It, it started with the T. That's all I remember. But like, yeah, I, I remember. I, I remember Yoshio Suchiya's character's name better because <laughs> it was Tajima. Yeah, and he was the uh, he played the college buddy. If I remember right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was like uh, clearly Kurizumi was supposed to be the main character and his girlfriend. Hmm. But at, Kobayashi is the one who sacrifices himself. Mm. He's the one who he, gives He's the one people... with some of the actual development. Right. And and it's not, you know, you, you, of course you've got that. He, he doesn't, he solves Godzilla's demise. He finds Godzilla to an extent. He, he's what starts the plot. But he, he not the central focus. It's always on Koizumi and his girlfriend. Mm. And I think it's lacking. It's not Kobayashi's story. Yeah. The the main the quote unquote main character or you know Koizumi doesn't do anything substantial. And I like Hiroshi Koizumi as an actor. I, I, I think he's a him. fairly good I think he's a very solid Toho actor, but his performance in this is is so unmemorable. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like, even realize he was in it until I researched. Like I, I, like I remember more enthusiasm or int- an interest from uh, Yoshio Tsuchiya in the movie, and Kobayashi, of course, both of whom were in Seven Samurai. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm absolutely with you, and I love Koizumi. Like he mm. is one of my favorite characters in, like, pretty much everything after Moth. Hmm. And it it kind of sucks that here he is. Like this is his earliest Tokusatsu appearance in Toho films, I think, and he's kind of just there. 
you know, before I did research, I thought of Kobayashi before I thought of Kobayashi. Yeah, Kobayashi is really the only character that that you ever hear anyone talk about when it comes to this movie, outside of the titular Godzilla and the Nangara. Right. And I think that's where... I, I, I think it's human characters are lacking in that department. Mm. And like, since we're, I don't oh. think they're full, but there's just so little to chew on with them. And it's, and it is, it, it's just a shame, really. Because it has potential. Yeah. But they don't utilize it at all. It, mm. with, with its strong writers and strong actors, you think they could do a better job. Yeah. But obviously they, they don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of characters... I think it, this is a good gateway to talk about the titular, titular character. Godzilla. Or Gigantus. The fire monster. Or the female T-Rex. That, yeah. Or Anguirus. For some random reason. So, Rex, what, what did you think of Godzilla in this film? Uh, I, I think... So they made a new Godzilla suit. Uh, it was considerably lighter uh, than the original suit. Slimmed down, they used different material, and it, it looks different. It, it's not as good-looking of a suit as the original, but I don't mind it. I, I think it looks pretty good except from certain except the face looks off at, at the face looks off in front angles that's my only real issue with it and it might be a little bit too slim i i i think when designing it they were worried about like the the side back shot on from the right side like how it would look from the spines forward cuz mm. fronts the front shots and look awful like mm. I, I hate that suit. I, I hate that design. I, it it's ugly, it's skinny, it's it's not good. Just like Final Wars, right, Rex? <laughs> I I do like Final Wars and all series. <laughs> but I I I don't care for its design. The roar is not interesting either. Like I, I think it gave us the more traditional Godzilla roar, mm. but it's still like I don't remember its roar except for the final part where it sounds like Godzilla. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. The like. The puppet looks okay. Oh, uh, I I think it's utilized a l the puppet itself is utilized a little bit better than fifty fours at certain points, mainly I mean, during the fight with Anguirus. Maybe but... if it didn't look as bad, I hate it. <laughs> I I don't hate it, but it but it's the one thing that makes it really obvious that it's not the suit. 
Mm-hmm. Fun fact, did you know that we actually never see Godzilla open his mouth to use his atomic breath in the suit? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure they... Yeah, it's because uh, the suit's mouth couldn't open all the way, so there is not a single shot where Godzilla uses his atomic breath and it's the actual suit. Great, now I'm going to have to rewatch this film again. God damn it. <laughs> I'm, honestly, if I rewatch it, it's with the Steve Rifle commentary. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm still yet to see Gigantus or Biomonster, so God help me with that. As you said, they definitely focus more on the side profile of it. And from the side, it looks fairly good for the most part. Little too slim. Not nowhere near as imposing as fifty four, but not terrible. Uh, the front it's way too skinny, but my only real major issue is the face. Yeah. Um. But otherwise, I think Nakajima's performance was pretty solid. Nakajima's performance was really good. Even more impressive when you realize he was the one who choreographed the fight. Did he? Yeah, he did. Because I know Tsuburaya used him for later ones. Mm, Tsuburaya, like, for for all the great things about him, he didn't really know much about fighting. (laughs) That is true. So, usually it was the suit actors. uh, And in this case... Nakajima was choreo- choreographing himself and Katsumi Tezuka. Yeah. I see. And and it's also speaking of Tezuka Tezuka, uh I'm really happy he got to be in this film. Because like he Yeah. He, reportedly he wasn't in fifty four really at all. So it was yeah. good that he was able to do something in, in this. Yeah. And he's pretty and he's pretty good as Angiris, I'd say. Not that he really gets to do much. Um, right. <laughs> Did you know he was a baseball player? I feel I've heard that. I, I feel I've heard that. I found that out today watching a bonus feature. Yeah, he was hmm. a baseball player. Nakajima used to since he was older than Nakajima. Uh, Nakajima sort of used to see him as a kind of like an intimidating, uh, or Tezuka used to portray himself like an intimidating sort of figure, and Nakajima's actually compared to him to being like a mafia man. <laughs> <laughs> and yet in all the, all the, almost all of the BTS photos, he's like helping uh, Nakajima, or, <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be. It's, that's mm. really funny. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Tezuka, I guess we might as well talk about... Uh, Angiris, yeah, I was about to say that. So, Angiris, Mr. Back Flying Open and one shot person. <laughs> I mean, I, he's, a cool, he's a cool design. Oh... I uh, the seats look rushed. I I'm noticing something. I'm really not liking this movie. Like I have, I I don't think I've said anything positive except for the 
the blackout scene so far. Hmm. I, I think the suit looks okay for Angus. I, I I don't really have any strong thoughts on it outside of I don't really like the the carapace doesn't look quite right to me. It doesn't look I, it, it's hard to articulate why. It kind of just looks like a rounded a rounded square, I guess. And it just looks a bit off. I prefer I, I prefer how the carapace was designed on later Angiris. Yeah. Namely sixty eight. I hate the sculpting of 55. Like, he looks weird. Like, his head does not look right. Hmm. I mean, there's a couple shots where I think he looks... Like, the the shot of Anguirus in front... When he's in front of, like, the pagoda, and you, and you see him, like, moving his tail around, and it's, like, a front-on shot, that looks pretty good. I think that's probably the best angle for the suit. But outside of that, the sculpt itself, it, it's it, it's better than the volcano monster sculpt. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. That's very true. <laughs> uh, one thing I do like, though, is uh, something that I didn't notice until it was uh, pointed out was that with, with Angiris, you... You don't really often get to see the back his hind legs, yeah, and because it's all it's always obscured uh it's they co- they compose the fight in the, in a way to obscure Angiris's legs so that you don't really notice that Katsumi Tessica's just on his knees, and so that that makes it i I do like the the attempts to make the Four-legged Angiris or the quadrupedal Angiris more convincing as a quadrupedal uh, creature. Yeah, which makes sense, and that I will say that was smart of them to do. Mm-hmm. And and I I would say that the actual fight itself was pretty good. The shot composition was usually pretty great. The scale was outside of the frame rate issue. The scale was really good. Like, they genuinely looked pretty big. <laughs> yeah. And the the set itself is... The Godzilla Raids, again, uh, you can kind of tell a lot of the sets are, are in studio for the... for the... for the, uh, for the A-unit filming with the actors. But the special effects filming, these sets just look better produced, higher quality. We're talking about the, the buildings and whatnot, right? Yeah, like the set design. The design is good. It's a little obvious it's, you know, on, on a soundstage. Yeah. And the... The buildings don't fall right like uh, watching it was like oh they, mm. they look stiff they look stiff mm. they had trouble with the uh the main pagoda building i know that oh speaking of which why is it when godzilla uses his atom- i guess we're talking about special effects now pretty much 
Yeah. Why is it when Godzilla uses atomic breath, like the entire world incinerates around him? <laughs> like they fought on like a peninsula. There's no reason that the entirety of Osaka should have went up in flames like that. <laughs> what if uh, the, the atomic breath and whatnot was just horribly done? Hmm. I, I felt with the and most the entirety of Osaka getting destroyed, I felt they were trying a little too hard to replicate 54. And it just, the, the, like, they have a shot that's basically just copy and paste of 54s, of yes. 54, where, say, sort of like a tracking shot where you see oh, okay. the rubble and fire. But it, but the the I think the big issue with it was the contrast. Yeah, it was too bright. Yeah, and I think it was too high because you could see the ground. Mm. And I was just like, this this isn't well. It, I I could see what they were trying to do, and it did not work like like the other. Mm. I think the only time that they've really replicated it and it's worked is in Destroyer Monsters, at like the end of the Tokyo Rampage. Yeah. Scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would agree because it was dark and it was gritty and well failed. Hmm. Again, I, I think uh, I, I think the the film the race again suffers from being so obviously rushed. Yeah. And I think one of the big things about that is like the the camera, how one of the camera C, uh, was set at wasn't set frames eighteen frames per second instead of the required seventy two. Yeah, I'm super biased that it looked good, but like it did not look good. They were moving mm. way too fast. It did, yeah, and, and the music doesn't match with it. Hmm. You know apparently. Supposedly, after um, Rate Again, when Subaraya would have three camera setups, supposedly he actually would all, he would set one to eight uh, to eighteen frames per second. Yeah, he would have each uh, each camera at a different frames per second to see what would be the best. Yeah. Effect. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, of the special effects. I found out that uh, they had to rebuild the Godzilla suit many times on that because, like, it really? was made out of a rubber material that was not good, and mm. like they would constantly have to fix it. Mm. You know, uh, I heard that the that the uh, the version of the like the volcano monsters suit when that got shipped, that was actually burnt and had holes in it, like a like. <laughs> so that that's that mu they must have been using a really uh very not durable material i they were trying to make it as flexible as possible yeah and and i i, I think with that they were like oh let's cut you know let's use this non-durable so uh, i guess kind of kind of like the opposite of what they were doing with 54 suit yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Um, mm. Now, I've complained a lot during this. 
I think I, I think that's actually an understatement. I've complained through all this entire, you know, conversation. Um, but surprisingly, when it came out, it was it was really well done. Like it, it, it did really well. One of the highest attended Godzilla films still to date. Not as good as Fifty Four King Kong versus, but it's still very high. It's basic. Um, it, I mean, it's basically number three. In yeah. Terms of that, somehow. <laughs> but it was very poorly received, and that's why yeah. that that's what kind of killed the, the franchise. I mean, even apparently, even the staff that worked on the film, when they watched like a work print of it, what they ended up talking about during or after that was fifty four, not raised again. Which sucks. Hmm. Because they they totally could have like there are seeds for a good film in this. Yes. And it, and it's a shame that the potential was just wasted, really. Mm-hmm. It, and I wish I'd like to see them attempt to do rates again another time, like a remake. Mm. And in a sense, because I feel like with the proper time, it could be really well done. Mm. But because it was the first of its type, you know, we have to admit that it was the first of its uh, mono mono kaiju fight film. Yeah, like we'd only really had like a couple. We had the dinosaur fights in Lost World and King Kong. Right. That was about which, it. Which was a completely. Different, different feel style. of special effects. Yeah. Because it was stop motion, whereas this suitmation. Suitmation. So this is really the first of its type. So, you know, I, I do have to give it, you know, a, a, you know, leeway on that. But I still, it, it should have, they should have spent a few more months working on it. It should have came out in May mm. instead of April, and I think mm. it would have been better. Yeah, because they could have reshot all that footage. That's obviously like a quick take yeah. and move on. It's just it's it's, it's an underbaked movie, and, and even like Super Raya, I'm pretty sure was pretty disappointed because like he wasn't able to perfect it and i think it kind mm. of shows yeah and so i i think everybody who worked on the film knew it wasn't as good and they wanted wanted it to be as good mm. but they just could never realize that mm. i mean even tanaka himself has admitted that yeah it wasn't as it wasn't it it was nowhere near as good as the original and so, you know, since then, uh, you know, uh, obviously, like I said, after after Raids Again, you know, the poor, uh, poorly received review kind of put, made Toho put it on ice, mm. um, which led to Godzilla being out for, for a while. Yeah, a good seven years? Yes. Seven years, mm. <laughs> which wasn't Toho. I 
I read that it wasn't necessarily Toho, but there was a script afterwards that was shot. Yeah. Yeah. So from what I understand, Toho's planning, like, department, you could just be, like, a random actor or random person who worked at Toho and, like, propose a script to them. Right. And they could, and they would be willing to listen to you. So, Hideo Unagami, I think his name was, uh, submitted a a draft of of Bride of Godzilla question mark to to Iwao Mori and he and he sent that over to Tanaka and this this script went through like has went through at least three drafts and and had, multiple and it, attempts to bring back yeah I mean, the thing is, with Brighter Godzilla, this, surprisingly enough, it apparently would seem to be one of Tanaka's favorite scripts, given he had this script up until his death. Like, when he died in the 90s, it was found in his desk. And even in the 80s, um, before, like, during, when Return of Godzilla was being made, he actually pointed the writer, uh, the writer of Return of Godzilla, to the Bride of Godzilla script to fish ideas from it. And ideas of from the script actually did make it into both eighty four and even the original Rodan. Which is so weird because I, I've I've heard the general synopsis of the Bride, mm. and it is one of the weirdest. <laughs> Starist. It, it's it's up there with Space Godzilla. Like it is so weird. Yeah, no, this is such a um far cry from fifty four and raids again. Like, and it's funny because apparently uh, in the script, Doctor Yamane was actually supposed to be in it again. He okay. was supposed to get like another um another boardroom scene where he'd be bored. Play with pencil. Press. <laughs> and read the script on the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and one thing I found very interesting about Rage Again is it is one of the hardest to get Godzilla hmm. films in the West. Like it's got German releases, but when it comes to, like, U.S., like, it had a VHS in 89, mm. and then it had the classic media disc in 07, and then it had its reissue in 2012, and then it appeared on the Criterion set. And that's, like, its mm. history in the West. And most of that was the yeah. West version. I mean, over here in, in Australia... This film has, to my understanding, never had a physical release here. Not even Mad Men has released it on a single disc or in any of their show of box sets. Which I wonder if it's because of how bad they think it is, or if it's just nobody's interested. I don't know, because 
There's like a select few Godzilla films that, to my understanding, have never had physical releases here. Uh, which is like Race Gen, the Japanese version of King Kong vs. Godzilla, possibly Ghidorah. Well, the, the Japanese version of Ghidorah, I guess. Uh, and then, yeah. 80, the Japanese version of 84. 85 got a VHS release, but that's about it. Bailante, and then, yeah, Bailante. So, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how this film has been very elusive until recently on mm. I mean, I only own it through the Criterion set. Which, I do gotta say, I love the Japanese titles. Mm. Oh, yeah. Nice. Like, I, I think it's so that and being said, before we get making you our... have to stretch far and wide to compliment it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, before we get into our final thoughts, um, what is your history with Race Again, Rex? And then I'll share mine and we'll get to our thoughts. Honestly, there's like so I have so little history with this film. Like the most I can say on it is it was just very elusive that it was honestly the last Godzilla movie I I actually ended up seeing. As for my history, uh, this was the last Showa film I watched. Um, I think I had yet to see all the Heisei and Millennium by the time I got mm. to it, but the VHS was very elusive for me. Um, the I, I didn't realize Classic Media had released it. Um, to be honest, I thought I had owned it for a long time until I saw a commercial. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't own that one. <laughs> and then I went searching for it um, to eventually buy it, and I still have that copy. That's actually what I used to watch it <laughs> tonight. Because um, I refused to use my Criterion Damn. set. Um, I I have two copies of it. It's okay. I mean, to be fair, it's one of the better-looking transfers on the Criterion set. That's Although true. It is a black and white film, so <laughs> um, yeah, you can't really and screw it's that. It's a up. little bit soft. Oh, wonderful. Um, oh, well. but but I, I that's how I, I that was I, eventually I watched it. And I didn't like it. Um, and I, uh, once again, I admittedly, I've watched mainly the Japanese mm. version, or not Japanese version, the American oh. version. That's because Steve Rifle and his friends talk about the movie. And so I can listen to them talk about it and not watch the <laughs> and film. And be more interested. Yeah, it is. Um, I when watching it today, I, 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 it took me four hours to watch it, and it's an hour and twenty minutes. Jesus, even I was able to sit through it. Uh, I, I watched ten minutes, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. And then I came back, and I sat with the pause for like two hours, and then I watched it and finished it. Uh, I think I paused it once in between then for like five minutes, 
and then I finished it and I uh, then didn't do any research because I wanted to take a break from the <laughs> So, uh, bleeding into my thoughts now, and then we'll finish with Rex, Mr. Rex. Yep. Um, I hate this movie. That's one of my, it's the second worst Godzilla film I've ever God seen. Damn. I think it has nothing good about it. I can respect it for being the first of its kind, but I think they poorly did it. It's right down there with Godzilla City on the edge of battle. Damn. It's awful. It's garbage. It's not interesting. The score sucks. The monster designs look awful. The special effects scenes are lacking, even though they are the best part. I will say, and I'm I'm a little sad I didn't bring this up, the matte painting of Osaka looking like a mushroom cloud was mm. cool. But the fact that they used it three times was a little redundant. Mm. Like, if you showed it once at the very end, and let it linger for a few seconds, I think it would have been more impacting, but showing it three different times, and it's like, oh, I've seen this already. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I hate this movie. <laughs> there's there's nothing good about it. I I don't see what you see in this film. I really don't. Been... Well, I'm mainly talking positive about the the fight <laughs> is most of what I've talked positive of. There's not there's nothing good about the fights. It's boring. I mean it I like the like everyone always says, oh it's animalistic. It is, and I kinda like that. It it kind of reminded me of to an extent, an Ultraman episode with the fights, it almost feels similar to that in a way. So I kind of like that. But this is an Ultraman. I know. This is Godzilla. It made me think, hey, I should rather, I could be watching Ultraman right now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but like. So out of. Five stars, or do you have more? You want I'll to say, say five mil. Like, Raid Again is a, a movie that I don't hate it, but I don't really like it, and I don't, I don't see myself rewatching it for a while. Like, honestly, I I wouldn't have rewatched it today if not for this podcast. I would have waited, like, probably a good year or two. <laughs> Actually, uh, since we've covered it, I think we should rate. Out of the three films we've reviewed and talked about so far, what's your list? Well, pretty much just the order we've done the episodes. 54 is number one. King Kong vs. Godzilla is number two. Raids again. Yeah. I agree. Like, if I had to give Raids again a rating, it'd be like, it'd be like roughly two out of five, maybe one and a half out of five. One and a half for me, mm. easily. It's not the worst film I've ever yeah. seen, 
that goes to 2001 Space Odyssey and got a singular point and got a Gamma Super Monster. Um, they all get zeros. I thought you said um, singular point. But like, what you said, Godzilla singular point there. <laughs> oh, it's an anime. It's five in the morning. They're both. It's the same thing, but better. <laughs> Sitting on the edge of battle. Super Monster in 2001 Space you Odyssey. Really Heart Zero. No! I hate it! It's awful! Do you, you want to stare at a dude's eye for five minutes? No, I don't think you do. <laughs> I'll turn my camera on right now and get right up in, that, in the camera and I will stare at you with one eye. And I will blink occasionally. And I will turn on the sound from that movie and you tell me how uncomfortable and how bad you think it is god damn I think I struck a nerve there I have PTSD from that movie That beady little red eye. I'm sorry, Hal. I cannot, or I'm sorry, Dave. I cannot do that for you. I, I, I think you hate it more than City mm -hmm. on the Edge of Battle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's garbage. I hate it. I hate this movie. No. It's one of the worst Godzilla films ever. Actually, I'll give it, I would give it half a star. I'm not going to give it one and a half, half a star. Hmm. I'm not even going to let my Godzilla bias flood in here. Half a star. Hmm. Damn. <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong did a better, fast-paced, awful action scene. Damn. <laughs> What's your review? Uh... Like I already said, one and a half or two at most. You're wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Oh boy, this has been a ride. <laughs> I I hope you anybody listening to this found more joy. Out of listening to us talk about this film the and other film. things than actually watching the film. The Japanese version is the better one, but it's still awful. But both would... Uh, I would give the... No, I'm going to wait. That'll be on the bonus episode or actual episode. Whenever we cover Gigantus, the fire month. Damn, that'll be exciting since, it's, so, since it'll probably be my first time watching it. Yeah, and you'll get to rewatch Rage again to an extent with, with talk music and narration and 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 talk footage. And dinosaurs. And he's not even called. God's but not in name only. 
So I, I think we can wrap things up here. We 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 pretty well covered the I, I will say this. I one thing that I really wish about Race Again is it was more publicized. Because mm. there's not a lot of information on yeah. this. Yeah. Like it's very the limited. most interesting stories relating to Raids Again is about it's about its English versions. Okay. Yeah. And and I do hope that that changes. Because I think Raids Again has an interesting production mm. that has gone mostly un unpublicized. Mm. Which I'd like to see more people talk I, about. I'd it. like to see people talk more about like the creation of Exodus. But not Right, right. But not praise the film, because we can't do that. The film, the film has no praise. We here at Kaiju Conversation respect and value the opinions of others. Unless you like Godzilla City on Edge of Battle. If you like Godzilla City on Edge of Battle, you are wrong. What if someone says it's their favorite Godzilla movie? You are wrong. I if I said it's my favorite Godzilla movie. Yes, you would. <laughs> Great. But I know you. You don't even have the heart to make such a blasphemous statement. Well, that's because Godzilla Singular Point came out. That is true. <laughs> you will hear our thoughts on... Oh, we watched Singular Point. We didn't even mention that. I'm pretty sure you mentioned that last episode. Did I? I don't know. We'll see. Well, I did. Uh, we'll probably talk about that. In case it's not obvious, we're wrapping things up. Yes. For like the third time. <laughs> yes. Oh, we, we've made our plea, as we do every episode. Please talk more about this movie. Please publicize Please. more about this movie. Please stop talking about this movie. Nobody wants to hear your analytic view of Gojira for the 570th time. But if you are going to talk about Gojira, you might as well talk about this film. Yes. Absolutely. Like we... Rex, where can we find you at? Who are you? I am Rexino. You can find me on YouTube at Rexino. On Twitter, I am Rex under, at Rex underscore Xenomorph. Instagram, Rex underscore Xeno. Uh, I have a blog page, that kaijublog.wordpress.com. And I've recently been uh, writing for Tokusatsu Network. Uh, the day before Ultraman Day, I actually wrote uh, or published an article about the history of Eiji Tsuburaya. So, like a brief. Did you talk about a patient to madness? Mm. Yeah. Did you talk about a patient? Okay, yeah. good. How about Invisible Man Appears? Yeah, I mentioned them. Good. Good. <laughs> yes. I, I was very surprised. When I saw um, the link, that's, that was the first thing I thought. Mm. I, I was quite surprised in researching it that uh, the man who brought uh, Subaraya into the Japanese film industry was the man behind uh, Great Buddha Arrival. Yeah. The 
probably the first Japanese kaiju movie. That is now lost. Oh, side note. What was that? What was the title of the the Super Raya Toku film that was found in the UK? Oh, um, Kaguya Hime, which, believe it or not, it was Super Raya's lifelong goal to remake that film. Like, he was writing a script for is it, it Is it like the full? No, it's a, is it's it a like re-edit. The full? It's like 33 minutes of it. Oh, so it's not the complete no. thing? Oh. Still cool. Yep. But, um... <laughs> anyway, continue with telling people who you are and what you do. Uh, that was basically it. <laughs> Oh, okay, you're not that good. Wow. I kid, I kid, I wow. kid, I Shade kid. Wow. Oh, yeah, I this podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. What podcast this do you want? What's this one about? Bad movies. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elijah, and it's five in the morning. And I feel a lot better than I did during the Gojira recording. I don't know if I sound tired. Not really. It's, it's been a long night. <laughs> oh, good. Gogi. Um, I have a YouTube channel that I barely post on called EP13 Productions. I also have a Twitter at EP13 Productions and an Instagram at the same handle. I also have a Twitter at E, that is E as an elephant, Thomas, 1975. I am a journalist, and I write for uh, occasionally sci-fi.com, but I'm moving mostly over to the up-and-coming kaiju fanzine, Kaiju Ramen, uh, brought to us by our friends over at the Kaiju Weekly podcast, podcast Travis and Michael, a, uh, the issue three. Three issues already. Really surprising. Will be coming out within a short time. Uh, I'm going to let leave it to them to announce that because I'm not in the uh, standing to do so. But it's coming soon. And I may or may not have an article in it that I pushed off the last minute to write about. <laughs> but it's good nonetheless. It's a great article. And there's a lot of good stuff coming in that issue, so definitely check that out. I believe the Kaiju Ramen link can be found in our link tree down below. Thank you guys for listening. Before we head out, I do want to let you know to not forget to rate us on iTunes. That boosts our ratings and helps us get recommended to more people just like you. More people that are interested in Kaiju and Tokusatsu so they can learn. Just as you have, hopefully, or laugh. I don't know. I don't know if we're an informative or a comedic podcast at this point. I'd say both. But in the comedic sense, we're very bad. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Let us know in a five-star review how comedic we are. Yes, tell me I'm funny. Boost my ego. You're not funny, Rex. Hey, that wasn't what I said to do. <laughs> if you don't have an Apple device, which I don't blame you, I don't, you can 
tweet us and follow us on Twitter at K-E-I-J-U underscore C-O-N-D-E-R-S. If you don't have either of those, you can like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram and contact us via that way. If you're like me before podcasting, you don't have any social media, lucky you. You can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com. All lowercase, all one word. You guys know the drill. We also have merchandise on Teespring that I keep talking about. I'm just going to say it's just our logo. Eventually, there'll be artwork, but that's all you get for now. If you'd like to chat with me or Rex or be on a podcast episode even, uh, join our Discord server. It's currently 5 in the morning. Somebody's talking in our video games chat room about Godzilla Battleline which is really cool. Um, hmm. So, you know, there's always people talking, even in the wee hours of the morning, even though you should not be up at five in the morning, you should be in bed. <laughs> you can join you. us and, and, and talk about Kaiju and Tokusatsu. And uh, as a re uh, recommendation, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And hit the bell so you can be notified anytime we upload. We're going to be start, we're going to start doing bloopers where <laughs> i say stupid stuff or rex says stupid stuff and it's out of context and it's really wonky and weird and concerning and makes me want to die i laugh i we i i'm i still need to upload the first one one of my things <laughs> And, you know, a huge thanks to our friend Rex for editing these podcasts. You know, this is a mess. This is, you're going to have like two to three hours of content to go through. Uh... <laughs> uh... So thank you guys for listening to this maybe train wreck. I, I don't know. Rex can, you know, make sure it's not a train wreck in, in in editing but thank you guys so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this i hope you found information and i hope you come back for the next discussion we'll be having is not a movie but an actual topic and stay tuned for a bonus episode next week on our youtube channel Ooh, exciting Ooh. yeah Woo! actually no so, not I have to edit it. You do. <laughs> well, remember everybody, life's too short to not talk big. Bye, guys. Bye.